0: time with the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Brian Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network.
1: welcome in to tonight's Postgame Show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken 5 to 2, complete the season sweep of Seattle in their inaugural season. Vegas now 38-28 and 480 points and on a four-game win streak going into the final game of this three-game road trip on Sunday against the Vancouver Canucks. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, I'm going to start with the first two goals of the game, and Jack Eichel, uh, his skill starting to take over, and it's coming at the right time for the Vegas Golden Knights.
2: Yeah, you heard Jonathan Marcheseau saying as much a few moments ago, and I wonder how much the Chicago game and the turnaround that occurred within that game has sparked what we've seen from Jack since you may recall we had him live on the post-game show, and uh, we suggested that he was one of the game's heroes because he had scored a goal in the midst of the comeback. Mm-hmm. But he was quick to point out that he was bad for the first two periods of the game. It was minus three, had no shots. Obviously, the Knights were losing 3 nothing. But he uh, also pointed out Alec Martinez, among others, uh, offering some words and encouragement during that second intermission. And what a turnaround it was. Jack is one of the guys to score a goal in that comeback. Knights win in overtime. And then he's just been outstanding here in the last couple of games. Notable in that he scores two today. Had some chances for the hat trick. I'm sure it was on his mind. He has two career hat tricks, but he had never had a multi-goal game with the Knights. And he's got one here today. And I think that uh, to underscore it all, Ryan, the the goal that he scores early in the second period Mm -hmm. is the result of his hustle and negating and icing. And uh, I I think that that, as much as the, the finish itself, is impressive uh the goals are notable but that hustle uh, you know for a superstar player to have that mentality uh, it, it's i think that's the most impressive part about it to me
1: and it's it's utilizing that skill set that he has his ability to accelerate and we've you know we've talked about his his different tempos right like sometimes these skilled players that are as fast as jack eichel are uh, you you have to learn to play with a little bit of tempo, when to slow it down, when to speed it up, and he picked his spot there uh, to negate that icing, and it it, it turns into a play where uh, you know he's able to to pad the lead for the Golden Knights.
2: Yeah, the the elite players manage to slow the game down. Yeah, uh, the the patience is on display, and you are essentially watching everything happen in slow motion. You can think an extra beat or two ahead, and it seems that Jack and now having played 22 games, that's more games now this year than he played all of last year. Yeah. Before uh, leaving with the the Buffalo injury, I wonder if that kind of um, slow motion thing where he slows the game down. I wonder if that is is happening for him now as well. And then
1: obviously Jonathan Marchessault. he's got a couple of, of empty net goals on this trip to Seattle but the fact that Jonathan Marchessault's on the ice at the end of the game protecting a lead uh, it just gives you an idea of the maturation process not just in terms of turning himself into a, a playmaker as he's done this year but being trusted
2: defensively as well. Yeah he's uh, someone who has increasingly become leaned upon which is kind of Bizarre to say, because he has been <laughs> one of the most reliable players in franchise history. But uh, as you said, and as you heard him talk about, the maturity has uh, uh, has risen. Uh, and, and that's not to say he was immature before. But, uh, you know, I, I remember early on people were suggesting that Jonathan might be, a, a, you know, a captain in the making and, and all that sort of stuff. And I, I, I always kind of, you know, and I've known Jonathan a long time. Mm -hmm. I have always admired his personality, but I never thought of him as as, a a team's captain. But I think that within the last year or so, he has um, demonstrated qualities that are more captain-like than I have ever before. And I think that's why I point to some of those things. He was always reliable. He was always someone that made a major contribution. But he has grown here, I think, even more than we might have realized man you know he's 31 years old but it's a it's a tribute to a professional who is not satisfied with where he is he's always trying to get better
1: yeah great uh well said there dan now uh got a bit of business sunday the golden knights will take on the vancouver canucks at four o'clock logan thompson has been phenomenal for vegas he's he's won four in a row coming off of a shutout he nearly goes back to back with shutouts tonight against seattle what Where do you go if you're Pete DeBoer going into Sunday? Where do you go? Logan Thompson, Robin Leonard, or you just kind of wait and see how it goes?
2: Yeah, and I I would hope that the coaches have a better pulse on Robin Leonard's health. Yeah. And he's clearly healthy enough to back up Logan Thompson. But when Logan gets buzzed in the second period of this game, you're thinking, oh, gee, is Robin going to have to come in? Turned out no, and Logan was fine, looked good the rest of the game. Uh, I don't know if Robin is uh, full bore, a hundred percent, um, you know, maybe he's some percentage less than a hundred. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, if he's less than a hundred percent, you probably keep going with Thompson. But if, if Leonard's ready to go, at some point, you're going to want Robin to play. Um, you know, I, I can certainly understand the counter argument, which is this guy <laughs> keeps on winning and why would you break? What isn't, uh, why would you fix what isn't broken? The Knights have gone pretty much with the same lineup here the last couple of games, Kolasar was unavailable, Dorfev goes in, et cetera, et cetera. But you, you get the idea. So uh, uh, I I don't know, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if Logan plays Sunday. I'll put it that way.
1: All right, Dan, final thoughts on tonight's game and uh, the the two games in Seattle.
2: Yeah, I, I tell you, Ryan, it, it's a pleasure to visit a new city and a new venue and also to meet people. And I it's about a half an hour walk from where the team hotel is to where climate pledge arena is. And I, 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 I made that walk four times two yeah. morning skating back both times. But, uh, we, we took, um, uh, an Uber, uh, to, to the game. Cause it was raining the other day. Uh, today, uh, Shane, Knighty, Dave Gosher, and I took the monorail. Mm. That was cool. And just walking around, going to some great restaurants and, you know, the Pike market and, uh, great coffee of course I tried to sample as many different coffee places as I could (laughs) saw the original Starbucks but the line was too long Mm -hmm. I I would simply say that for Golden Knights fans who are thinking about coming to Seattle uh, there are a lot of neat things that Seattle has to offer not to mention this cool venue and uh, I, I would recommend making the trip the next time the Knights are in town that's for sure
1: all right, great stuff as always, Dan. We will chat with you on Sunday. Let's head to head coach Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media.
3: Better, but you know, I think that coincides with the return of our veteran defensemen and all those guys that make, made a huge difference. LT's played really well, too. He's been solid. Uh, you know. But I, I think our team has benefited you know, by, by the return of those guys. I think that just solidifies uh, things defensively. And it also helps us you know, on our breakouts, which leads to, to a speed through the neutral zone. So, yeah, that, that's been the biggest difference.
2: It seemed like early in the game their forecheck was kind of getting pressure, but you guys found a way to kind of get away yeah. from Yeah. What do you think you improved on?
3: Well, I, I thought our breakouts early were a little sloppy and, and, you know, led directly to a couple chances for them. I think once we cleaned that up, the rest of the game kind of took care of itself.
2: You, you used the phrase stick pucks in nets. second goal by Eichel, the goal by Theodore, just really impressive shots. How much does that help?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, you you knew it was just a matter of time with Jack Eichel. We sat and looked at some tape uh, on the off day yesterday. He could have had two or three last game, too. So he's getting great looks. He's working for good looks. He's playing a good 200-foot game for us, and, uh, you know, now they're going in. And, uh, you know, I think he's been dealing with some health issues, too, that affect his ability to score that are finally starting to get cleaned up too. I was
1: gonna say that just him getting going offensively, just obviously
3: yeah. Made... Well, you guys can see he's taking faceoffs. I mean, you know, he, he was playing for a couple weeks there without, you know, uh, at uh, you know, not at full full health or strength. So uh, he's starting to to get that back, which yeah. makes I mean, all that, the difference that for that a finale, scorer. Yeah, think,
2: uh, his speed. On the back check, even if he's not taking the puck, just pressuring, putting that back, yeah. back pressure. How much does his speed help, especially when the other team kind of gets on the rush? Yeah,
3: critical. Um, you know, and that's that 200 foot game we need him to play. You know, especially when we're we're trying to get a playoff spot here. Uh, you know, those guys uh, are allowed to to get in there and be aggressive offensively. You know, if they're willing to work back the way they do. You mentioned before, no easy games the rest of yeah. the way, just to get two wins in this building, this environment <coughs> inside Yeah, we, we took care of business. You know, We, we knew we needed to. Uh, teams around us aren't losing any games, so you know we came in here and did what we need to do, and now it's on to the next challenge.
4: The guys seem pretty loose at Burning State today. How much better do you notice your team playing when the guys are all having fun
3: together? Yeah, well, winning's fun, right? I mean, you know, you won three in a row, four in a row tonight. That that breeds that uh, that that fun environment, and you know, when you've lost four or five in a row, it's tough to recreate that. So I think that, that that's a result of that.
2: Can I ask you for an update on Keegan Colson? I know he was at morning skate,
3: but uh, day to day, I would call him. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. That was
1: Head Coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media after tonight's game. And for the Golden Knights, it's another win. It's another two points banked. It's 80 points now on the year, and we'll take a look here in a minute at what the standings are in real time right now and what it looks like for the Golden Knights over the course of their final 12 games of the season. We'll be back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: The Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA
1: Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken 5-2. Take and sweep the season series between the two clubs. Four games to none for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's another two points banked. It's a four-game win streak. And it is on to Vancouver Sunday at 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock pregame show. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period and uh, we talked about the importance of a, of a quick start, of a good start, of a better start for the Vegas Golden Knights and it didn't take them nearly as long tonight to find the first goal of the game as it did on Wednesday as Jack Eichel opened the scoring with his eighth of the year.
2: Curls away, now Stevenson again to the left. Martinez cruising centers! Stopped! Now they score. Jack Eichel Alec Martinez buzzing around the net. Martinez couldn't get it through. Eichel's first try didn't quite squeeze by. Eventually it did get through Grubauer. Vegas strikes first.
1: Jack Eichel's eighth of the year from Alec Martinez and Chandler Stephenson at 10-28 of the first period made it one to nothing. Vegas. We'd head to the second period and just 90 seconds in, Jack Eichel would beat out an icing call, then roof his second goal of the game.
2: Susie got back, and now the Knights get it in front. Eichel scores! Jack Eichel with his second goal of the day, and the Knights take a 2-0 lead.
1: Jack Eichel's ninth of the year, second goal of the game from Evgeny Dadonov at 126 of the second period. Made it 2-0 Vegas. Five minutes later, Shea Theodore, who really, really loves playing in Seattle, would give Vegas a three-goal lead with his second goal in
2: as many games. Right side of center and Dodonov to the middle. Down the slot goes Theodore. He scores! Wow, Shea Theodore speeding down the slot, and the Knights take a three-nothing lead.
1: Shea Theodore right down the middle for his tenth of the year from Evgeny Dodonov and Chandler Stevenson at 7:20 of the second period. Made it three to nothing, Vegas. And late in the period. The Seattle Kraken, they would push, and Logan Thompson would make not one, not two, but three big-time saves. Up top
2: again, Susie, a wrist shot, blocked, rebound, kick, save, and another stop by the goaltender, Thompson, and then he sits on top of the puck. He gets the whistle. Whoa! Three saves in quick succession for Thompson.
1: So Logan Thompson would secure another period of shutout hockey going into the third period. It's three to nothing Vegas and Logan Thompson would once again prove massive for Vegas with our AAA insurance save of the game.
2: Kraken coming back in. Geeky center, Sprung in front. He has stopped underneath Thompson. How did he do that? Sprung was all by himself, his toes in the crease. Thompson would not relent.
1: AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road. And at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance, AAA outsmart life. So big time save there from Logan Thompson on Daniel Sprong to keep it a 3-0 lead. But midway through the third period, the Kraken would finally beat Logan Thompson as Alex Wenberg hammered home a great setup from Jared McCann.
2: To the near side. It's a giveaway. Out in front. Score. Jared McCann and Seattle finally breaks through. Three to one, Vegas with nine sixteen to go.
1: Alex Wenberg, his ninth of the year from Jared McCann and Will Borgen at ten forty four of the third period made it three to one, Vegas. The Kraken. They would pull Philip Grubauer, and Jonathan Marcheseau would restore the three-goal lead with an empty net goal.
2: Emberly into the right circle. Gord across to the left. Intercepted. Marcheseau scores! Took it right away from his old buddy, Yanni Gord. Shot it 145 feet and into the empty net to make it 4-1 Golden Knights. Jonathan's team-leading 27th goal of the year.
1: 27th goal for Jonathan Marcheseau, an empty netter, unassisted at 17:44, Made it 4-1 Vegas, but 90 seconds later, the Kraken would once again get to within two as Cole Lind would beat Logan Thompson for his first goal of the year.
2: Kraken in the zone, 5-on-5, five five, out in front of shot, score! Cole Lind and the Kraken get one, on the board, and once again, trail by two. Vegas 4-2 with a minute 38 to go. Cole Linds, first
1: of the year from Ryan Donato, and former Golden Knight Derek Pouliot at 18-22 the third period made it 4-2 Vegas. The Kraken then would get an opportunity on the power play. They would pull Philip Grubauer with one minute left, and again, it's, this, it's William Carlson icing the game this time with a shorthanded empty net goal. Knights get the puck, Carlson towards the net,
2: hits the post and goes in! William Carlson from the near side boards deep in his own zone, sends it all the way down off the right post and into the empty goal. 5-2 Vegas, 31 seconds left.
1: Tenth goal of the year for William Carlson, an empty net shorthanded goal from Braden McNabb and Alex Petrangelo at 19-28 of the third period, made it 5-2 Vegas, and all that was left in this one was the final call.
2: Huck comes out in front, backhand shot goes wide. Thompson might have gotten a piece as the horn sounds on a Vegas win. The Knights sweep the season series from the Kraken. Today they defeat Seattle 5-2.
1: 5-2 the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken and improve to 38-28-4, 10 games above 580 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. And we'll take a look at where that outlook is among Vegas and the playoff picture when we come back on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: AAA Insurance postgame show, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken 5-2. Vegas sweeps the season series between the Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken. Big time win for Vegas, 80 points now on the year 38-28-4. and four. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Dylan Coghlan uh, had a had a rough night. I mean, he had he got he got a puck up in the face. Uh, he was hobbled on the on the play that led to Cole Lynn's goal, um, and then Keegan Kohlstar. We find out after the game from Pete DeBoer, is day to day. Did not play today. He left in the first period on Wednesday. Did not play today. So for the Golden Knights, you're, you're I would imagine hopeful, right? That uh, you can get somebody back into the lineup. Here, when you go to Vancouver on Sunday, it's taking a look at where the Golden Knights are right now in the playoff picture. So, right now, as it stands, Golden Knights do leapfrog the Dallas Stars back into the second wild card spot. 80 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights in 70 games played. Dallas, however, 79 points, but four games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. It's really hard to look at those games in hand, and and. Not feel like the writing is on the wall, but right now the Golden Knights, all they can do is continue to win hockey games. All they can do is keep pushing forward and keep putting two points in the bank night after night after night. So, Vegas, 80 points on the year, just two points back of the Nashville Predators for the first wild card spot. Nashville does have two games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights, but that gap feels it, at least for whatever reason it just it feels a little bit more real there between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Nashville Predators also worth noting that the Golden Knights are four points back of the St. Louis Blues Uh, Nashville St. Louis Dallas they're all kind of right there on that third spot in the in the central division or potentially in those wild card spots just giving you an idea Golden Knights one point ahead of Dallas Dallas though has four games in hand Two points behind Nashville. Nashville only with two games in hand. And then here's where it gets interesting. The Edmonton Oilers, one game in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights, 83 points. So Vegas, three points back of Edmonton. Edmonton with a game in hand. But these two teams, Vegas and Edmonton, will play one more time this season. And same games played, just four points back of the LA Kings. So again, I've argued for about two and a half weeks now that the most viable path For the vegas golden knights to make the playoffs is through the pacific division getting into the two or three spot in the pacific division the edmonton oilers looked like they were going away going away in tonight's game against the st louis blues and then st louis comes all the way back they end up getting a point Uh, but connor mcdavid wins it in overtime for the edmonton oilers that's not necessarily doing the golden knights any favors but it's really not so much about what you're going to get from other teams. You've got to keep pace if you're Vegas. You've got to continue to bank points. You've got to try to put a little bit of pressure on the teams that are in front of you. The LA Kings are depleted. The LA Kings are depleted, and they've got some tough matchups here over their next three games. If Vegas can continue to find victories if vegas can continue to play well defensively if they can continue to put those those points in the bank they might be able to dial up some of that pressure some of that heat on los angeles or edmonton the oilers goaltending it's always going to be a question it's always going to be something that i feel is is holding this team back so for the golden knights can you find enough wins over your final 12 games? And do you trust that the Oilers or the Kings will have a setback big enough for the Golden Knights to, s- to find themselves into that 2-3 spot? It's possible, but it only happens if the Golden Knights continue to win hockey games. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: Back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: AAA Insurance post-game show, wrapping it up here. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken 5-2. Vegas 38-28-4, 80 points on the year. We'll take on the Vancouver Canucks Sunday at 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock pregame show. That will round out this three-game road trip. The Golden Knights are 2-0 so far on this three gamer and tonight's game recap is brought to you by universal windows and solar golden knights get the first goal of the game big important they follow that up with a really strong second period like i thought vegas was was fine in the first period a a little bit sloppy in breaking pucks out of their own zone for sure uh really really dialed in second period from the vegas golden knights top to bottom i thought they were great at kind of Keeping Seattle to the outside. The Kraken threw a lot of pucks toward Logan Thompson, but not many of them got to Logan Thompson, and that's a credit obviously to the return of Brady McNabb, the return of Alec Martinez, and what having those guys back in the lineup really does mean for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, third period was interesting, right? Because the the score ends up being five to two. It's it's a three goal cushion, essentially, for the Vegas Golden Knights. If this game would have ended 3 nothing, I think you, you feel great. If, it, if The way that it ended, though, the late push from the Seattle Kraken, um, it just didn't feel like the Golden Knights had what you wanted to see out of them in the third period. The Kraken started to get a little bit more uh, inside. They started to get a little bit more dangerous looks around Logan Thompson. And, I mean, that's a lot of pride, right? Like, that's pride on the Seattle Krakens' part. Like, they were able to, to to make some plays there in the third period. But, you know, I thought defensively the Golden Knights maybe let off a little bit. Or maybe you're just trying to use some different players to, to get a little bit of rest going into that important game on Sunday against the Vancouver Canucks. But either way, it doesn't really matter how you slice it. The Golden Knights defeat Seattle. They sweep the season series. They pick up another solid two points and they keep their playoff hopes moving in the right direction with a victory tonight. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights post game show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Hey, extended post game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken 5 to 2. Water is wet, the sky is blue, we all understand this. Um The Golden Knights are just a better team than the Seattle Kraken. They were a better team in in their inaugural season, and right now, as depleted as the Golden Knights are, they are a better hockey club top to bottom than the Seattle Kraken. And that's not necessarily a bad thing for Seattle. It's not necessarily the worst thing in the world that the Seattle Kraken are a more traditional expansion team. But for the Golden Knights, it's important and it's something that you use to your advantage because Vegas gets all eight points this season off the Seattle Kraken and none more important than the four they picked up over the last two games. The Vegas Golden Knights are simply still moving in the right direction. They are still banking points. They are still trying to dial up the heat on edmonton on la on the teams that they are chasing right now in either the wild card spot or the 2-3 spot in the pacific division and the only way the golden knights get in is if they keep on winning and the only way they dial up any of that pressure is if they keep on winning and the only way you're going to take advantage of a bad week or a bad couple of games from any of the clubs above you is if you keep pace and keep winning It's not unrealistic to say here that the Golden Knights are going to have to win. And I keep changing this. I'm telling you. Every single game where Vegas picks up a victory, I feel like I say on here, well, you might need 10 out of the next, 10 out of the next, 10 out of the next. And you might get to a point where you don't have 10 more games. That's coming pretty quickly for the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's because everyone around them is winning. And I think that's probably the most frustrating thing if you're a fan is you've been waiting to see Vegas kind of dial in their defensive game. It's happening. Wins are coming. But it feels like if this team doesn't make the playoffs, it's not because they're not playing well down the stretch. It's not because of any other reason than they just ran out of runway. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. It's your postgame show. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing?
5: Well, a scary thought. Like you say, runways do end eventually. Uh, these three-point games, these overtimes, are just astonishing. It yeah. seems like every game goes into overtime except us.
6: Yep, yep.
5: Yeah. And and I don't know. You know, you can't, like you said, you just play them one at a time. What what I don't understand, and maybe I'm crazy, but didn't the top four teams in each division make the playoffs in the old days? Um. So, <sighs> Last
1: year, it was a it was a top four in each division because you didn't have the, the cross-border travel. You were trying to, to mitigate all that. Over the, the stretch that it's been this divisional format, it has been top three in the division, and then you've got the two wild card. Now, when it was more or less you had uh, top eight in the conference, and then you had division winners there, it was top two, you know, the two teams that win their division are in, and then you kind of seed everything else from there. But I, I've i said my piece on the divisional <laughs> format. I don't understand why you don't have it be just straight up top four teams from the division. They're the ones that are in the playoffs. Like I get and recognize 100% that there are going to be teams outside of say the pacific division that would belong in the playoffs from a pure points perspective but the fact of the matter is if you're trying to do a divisional format and you're trying to encourage division matchups then just make it strictly four divisions top four teams in each division make the playoffs it's one through four, two, ver- two versus three and then you reseed when teams come out of the out of the divisions
5: Life would certainly be simpler if that were the case. No question. Well, I mean, the, the, gold, the
1: Golden Knights well, wouldn't yeah. be in any trouble right now.
5: No, they'd be they'd be solidly in the playoffs and without very much danger of losing it. At any rate, it is what it is. And the trip up to Vancouver, lest anyone think that that's a piece of cake. First of all, there is no COVID testing. Is that correct?
1: It is. It is my understanding that that is that is not going to happen for the Vegas Golden Knights in traveling up to Vancouver.
5: Okay, that's good news. After April 1, I understand it ended. Yep. Now, the other thing is, Bruce Boudreau has this team playing extremely well. Let's not lose sight of that fact either.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, they have been playing well. Um, I think they're running out of gas, if, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, you look at their last 10 games, they're 3-5-2 and in their last 10, so they're getting some, some bonus points here. But I, I think what you're seeing right now out of the Vancouver Canucks is – essentially what you might see from the Golden Knights over the last two weeks of the season, it's such a frantic push for Vancouver to get themselves into a position now where they're threatening for the playoffs that I just think the amount of hockey that they've played and how they've had to play for you know, four and a half, five weeks is catching up to them. And to me, they look like a tired team.
5: Well, I hope you're right. Uh, just one other thing, uh, Logan Thompson's uh, genesis is absolutely amazing. I certainly... I'm proud as heck of him, and uh, I think he's got to get a rest come the Vancouver trip. We'll see. But at any rate, uh, why is it so astonishing that he played for the Wheat Kings and still made the NHL? Why is that a circuitous route? Maybe you can explain that to everybody.
1: Uh, It's not so much the Wheat Kings route. It's the the, uh, Canadian University. Canadian University is not necessarily known for churning out players that are going to go on to have an NHL career and that's really the trajectory with Logan Thompson where you sit there and you say okay you know this this has an air of being special about it and you know for me it's it's not so much about you know going to Canadian University keeping the the hopes to play professionally alive but it's what he's done with the challenges, right? Like for Logan Thompson, you go from Canadian University to the ECHL, then you go to the AHL, and you work your way up. Obviously, understanding the the Wheat King connection and and Kelly McCrimmon being very very familiar with Logan Thompson and his game, but you know beyond that it's the fact that he went from Canadian university to now playing in the NHL in about a 3 year span that's unheard of that's not something that happens for many many players especially goaltenders and and that I think is really the thing about Logan Thompson that kind of sets him apart is is a simple ability to go into these moments, to have these these things that are a little bit unconventional, but come through and meet every challenge, pass every test, that's really what it is, Mike. Thank you for the call. Um, it's, it's not so much the weak Kings angle. I, a lot of kids are going to play junior for sure, but it's what you do after that, going to college, university, kind of keeping things moving in the right direction, getting some positive momentum, working on your game, and then turning it from canadian university to the echl dominate there the ahl dominate there and now come up to the nhl and frankly dominate here 702 is the number let's head back out to the phone lines bring in stephanie hey stephanie how you doing
4: i'm doing great how are you doing Ryan? i'm good so first um definitely want to talk about thompson because he played another great game i mean when you look at it Obviously, worse than the last game as he let in two goals. But when you look at those two goals, one essentially had to let the defense, the um, Kraken, get behind our defense and on him on a turnover. And then the other one, the shot comes from the side where Dylan Coughlin is like limping around, barely able to skate. So it's bad situation goals more so than Thompson not being prepared for the task.
1: Yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is the goal that beats him, the first one from Wenberg, is a 2-on-0 down low, and it's, it's, it's a slick, slick pass from Jared McCann to set it up. So, I, like, I don't fault Logan Thompson on that. And, you know, the Cole Lynn shot, it, it deflects out in front. You didn't see it through the traffic. Um, you go into a situation where you, you allow two goals in two games, and that's it. Um, You're giving your team every chance they need to win. That's all you could ask for right now from Logan Thompson, and he's passing every test.
4: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that it doesn't hurt at all having Martinez and McNabb back in. Um, One of the words that uh, Dan got to throw out quite a bit today was blocked. So it, it was just good to see. The defense out in front of Thompson, supporting him, so he wasn't having to, you know, stand on his head like he has for a few games.
1: Yeah, you know what, Stephanie, that's a great point. The Golden Knights had 26 block shots tonight. Yeah, that's
4: that's a, that's a wonderful number. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what, they they did it in in smart ways. They they obviously allowed Logan to see the shots that that ended up getting to him, uh, but you, you get. Into the twenties, it, it it gives you an idea of just how willing this team is to kind of sell out and help out their goaltender.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> knowing knowing how many people are hurt that they are still willing to jump out in front of those pucks and just buy in one hundred percent. This team is not. There's no give up anywhere.
1: Yeah, excellent point, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. I I think there's a lot of belief here, right? I I think that you're starting to see a team that believes they're going to be on a run, that that believes they're going to do exactly what they need to do down the stretch here, and they believe that there's going to be a team in front of them that falters. They believe they're going to make the playoffs. They think they're going to move into one of those spots, and once you get there, who knows? Once you get there, look out. Seriously, look out. And, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, you've heard from some of the players, John of the Marshes, saying that unfortunately we're in a position right now where it's not within our own destiny, our own hands. And that's unfortunate, but all you can do is, is focus on the next game and try to put two more points in the bank. And right now the Golden Knights are certainly making it interesting over the course of the next 12 games. Seven oh two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Seven oh two eight seven six thirteen forty. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Fernando. Hey Fernando, how you doing?
6: Doing pretty good, Ryan. Um well first off, the only thing we lost on the road trip was a fight. Colasar and Amario. But that's what Uh huh. We win. Um we got, um we won the the game the um first, second, third periods. And um Thompson, again, is on 26 saves tonight. Um, Our Team energy has been very good. I I like to see that. And our our penalties are down. We only had four tonight. And um, block shots, we had 27. So our our defense is doing very, very good right now. And um, my nights of the night were um, Thompson and um, Eichel, um, for sure. And um, I understand that the Kraken, you know, they traded away like Six or seven players this past week, or something like that. But and I saw the draft pick, so they'll probably be okay in the future. Maybe make the playoffs in two or three years. But um, I'm looking forward. You know, that's what 12 games left. i um, hoping mm-hmm. nine and three, eight and four, or better. So we'll see yeah, what I... happens. In... Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, I, I don't know that eight and four does it. Right, like I think, I think I'm I'm at the point where, as teams around the Golden Knights keep picking up wins and keep picking up points, uh, you're you're still looking at okay now it's ten and, now ten out of your, your final twelve or ten out of your final thirteen or whatever the case may be, um, y- you're going to need nine nine ten wins here out of the final twelve. That's kind of where it's at for the Golden Knights.
6: And hopefully, these other teams ahead of us will go into a three-game slide or four-game slide and, and then we can get in there. But I'm still optimistic and I'm confident that we'll, we'll be in the playoffs. And Thanks, Ryan. Have a good night.
1: Yeah, thank you, Fernando. You have a great night as well. Um, always optimistic. I, I love that. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Rita. Hey, Rita. How you doing?
7: Hey, Ryan. Oh, well, just wonderful. Yes. Uh, so I do have a question at the end. I need you to explain something. But first, I think Logan Thompson is our 2019 Bennington, but with a much better attitude. Um, <laughs> I just I just see him, us riding him a lot. Because Robin, Robin's health is kind of fragile, and they're going to rest him as much as they can, I think. Uh, the other thing I got is I think the Predators are in that Groundhog Day I talked about. I really look for them to falter first. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Something like you said, it's just a feeling that they're the weakest link that we have ahead of us. Um, And then if you could explain something, because i followed hockey since the miracle on ice. Mm -hmm. But I never got into it that strongly until the night. And so this is their fault, because I've never had to worry that much about the percentages. Uh-huh. Except on the bubble year, that's what we went by. Yeah. But you're always talking about the points and then saying what we need to look at the percentages. Mm-hmm. But explain to me, that does not have any bearing. If you get in the top three or the wild card, you're still going to the playoffs, right?
1: Well, so the points percentage give you an idea of of how many points teams are pulling out of – you know every single game so right now the vegas golden knights their points percentage based on the games that they have played and the points that they have is a 57 percent so 57 percent of the time uh the golden knights are are getting you, you know points out of out of the out of the two now that being said um it, it's it's not it's not so much an indicator of what's going to happen at the end of the year, but it gives you an idea of which teams might be accruing points at a higher clip or a higher rate than the Vegas Golden Knights. The reason that you utilize points percentage is to give you an idea of what things are equal when games played aren't equal. So right now the Golden Knights are accruing uh, are accruing less points, 0.571, then the Dallas Stars have been accruing all season long at 0.598 so what that leads you to believe is that if the Golden Knights are a 571 team and the Dallas Stars are a five nine eight team, that the four games in hand are going to lead Dallas to have more points at the end when everything's said and done than Vegas. That's a lot of hypotheticals, though. It doesn't mean that that that's exactly how it's going to go. The Dallas Stars, they could go through a stretch where they're playing 400 hockey or 300 hockey, and they're not picking up the points that you would expect them to with the games in hand, and that could be really the opening that the Golden Knights need. So points percentage is important to kind of give you a gauge of which teams, even though they all haven't played the same number of games, which teams might be accruing points more regularly than the Vegas Golden Knights. But when all said and done, every team's going to play 82 games. And what they really do, what they actually do with those points, that's going to matter most.
7: Okay. Thank you. Uh, I, the two confused me a lot. So <laughs> you have a good night. Ready for the next one.
1: All right, fantastic stuff, Rita. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like to keep an eye on points percentage. I, I like to have an idea of which teams below Vegas or above Vegas are are kind of in the mix there. And right now, it, it, the, the, the math for Dallas just seems to be on their side. But for whatever reason, I don't know why, two games in hand, Nashville has on Vegas. Two points up on Vegas, and yet that lead somehow feels like one the Golden Knights can overcome. We're taking more of your calls next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace
1: extended post game show fox sports las vegas The golden knights defeat the seattle kraken five to two vegas 38 28 and 80 points on the year we'll finish this quick three-game road trip on sunday four o'clock against the vancouver canucks three o'clock pre-game show we're answering more of your phone calls let's head out to the phone lines bring in jason hey jason how you doing okay no. Jason, if you're hearing me right now, go ahead and give us a call back. If not, um, we we will chat for a moment on just how important this stretch is going to be for for Vegas. And and, we've talked about kind of what this looks like. The Golden Knights have Vancouver on Sunday and then Vancouver at home on Wednesday. And then you've got Arizona and Vancouver again. Arizona and then Vancouver again. So for the Golden Knights, like it sets up right you've got vancouver potentially you can push this win streak to 5 games then you've got vancouver you've got vancouver twice so you can push that win streak to 6 like i'm telling you right now the vancouver canucks they're a tired team they look like a team that is running out of gas they look like a team that just doesn't have the type of, of play that you're going to need over the course of 60 minutes to find points consistently and i think with one win Right, like the Golden Knights go in on Sunday against Vancouver Canucks and they beat Vancouver, I think that essentially dashes the hope for the Vancouver Canucks to make the playoffs. You could break that in Vancouver with a big time game on Sunday, and then it's all about kind of continuing to ride the wave and ride the momentum. I'm I'm very curious to see what ends up happening with the goaltending, whether or not Logan Thompson gets the game on Sunday against the Vancouver Canucks, like. I kind of feel like the reasoning has to be the same. And like we'll, we'll keep an eye on what happens over the next day as, as to who moves in, who's jockeying for position, what ends up happening with, with Dallas, all that. But, like, I, I have to believe that the reasoning remains the same. And if, if, you've got, if you've got time to continue to work Robin Leonard into where he needs to be for a game and you're trying to get that back up to speed... You have every opportunity and every reason to go back to Logan Thompson on Sunday. But at the same time, you're going to need your ace. You're going to need Robin Leonard dialed in and in-game and, and, and readiness. And, and for that to happen, the only way it's going to happen is if he plays hockey games. So I'm very, very, very intrigued. Incredibly curious to see what ends up happening in goal for the Vegas Golden Knights on Sunday against Vancouver. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: To your calls on the extended vegas golden knights postgame show here's ryan wallace
1: wrapping it up here extended postgame show fox sports las vegas the golden knights defeat the seattle Kraken five to two sweep this season series 38 28 and 4 80 points on the year vegas for the moment for the time being ahead of the dallas stars one point ahead of dallas in the final wild card spot 80 points on the year for vegas dallas 79 points though the Dallas Stars do have four games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. Just a real quick overview, the Golden Knights trail the Edmonton Oilers by three points. Edmonton with one game in hand, and they trail the LA Kings by four points. LA, 84 points and the same number of games played. So Vegas, all you got to do is keep winning games. See how everything shakes out from there. But for Vegas, now you turn your attention to the Vancouver Canucks Sunday at 4 o'clock. That's going to do it for us here on the extended postgame show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson for making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. Thanks to you, our listeners, and our callers. It's your postgame show. It is not as much fun without your input. Until Sunday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.